Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinnie Rock Podcast. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Before we even start, you know, uh, sorry it's been a little while. Obviously, shit gets a little weird here in the United States of America. Before we get started, let's talk about our sponsors, Core Medical Group. Hey, at a time of crisis, call Core Medical Group to get your testosterone right. Nah, I'm just fucking with you, but hit them up. Core Medical Group, you know what they do. They're a testosterone and hormone replacement company. Directly shipped to your house. It's a telemedicine company. You go get tested. They tell you the results, and they ship it to your house. It's discreet. It's fucking badass. It'll change your damn life. Hit them up, Core Medical Group. Let me know if you have any issues. Let me know if you can't find them. Hit me up. I'll send you a number directly. Beyond Clothing. Right now, it's one of those times you wish you were prepared for some Beyond Clothing. You wish you had a layered system that would keep you keep you safe in case shit hits the fucking fan. I recommend you guys going over to uh, Beyond Clothing. Hit them up. Use uh, the Rocco, Rocco promo code. You'll get some discounts if you need it. Let me know. Uh, Willie Peach Chocolates. Another nice treat to have in the apocalypse. Hit them up. WillyPeachChocolates.com. GMR Gold and Bullion Boxes. I'm still getting... My stuff, actually, I got a package the other day. I haven't opened it yet. Just a good reminder for me to go open up my gold and silver because when shit hits the fan, gold and silver are going to be one of the precious metals that I can make money off of. Lead Slinger's Whiskey, when things are feeling rough. No, man, if you guys are interested to get some Lead Slinger's Whiskey, it's all over the place. If you're looking for it, hit up the website, hit up the Instagram, social media, whatever. I answer them. A couple of my other buddies answer them. We'll take care of you. Warfightertobacco.com. Order your cigars and enjoy yourselves while you're outside camping with your families, while you're on your, your quarantine status. Alpha Elite Supplements. You guys go check out Alpha Elite Supplements. It's a veteran-based business. It's owned by a Green Beret, a legit green beanie man. This dude owns it. I... Love the supplements. I'm currently taking the Metal Detox, and it's good for your immune system as well. It's immune boost, and uh, it cleans you out. I promise you, I'm not bullshitting you. I take it twice a day, and I fucking love it. I didn't think I would, but I do love it. It keeps me healthy, keeps me straight, and it keeps me detoxed. Use the promo code ROCCO15 for anything in that supplement store. Alpha Elite Supplements, go check them out. Veteran-owned, Green Beret-owned, and last but not least, Barry Law. Barry Law is a new one for me. Barry Law is a a law firm that will help you. Oh, let me try and find this email. I just talked to him. It's like, boom, here we go. Yeah, Barry, Barry Law will help you guys with your disability. You want to get your disability, you want to get your disability rating uh, fixed or helped. If you're having trouble and you need some lawyers behind you to help you get the rating that you deserve, Go hit him up at Barry Law. They've been doing this since 1965. The father who started is a Vietnam veteran. Uh, then you got the the sons who are all veterans. This is a one portion of this law firm is veteran ran lawyers. It's freaking awesome. If you guys are interested, go ptsdlawyers.com backslash Rocco. ptsdlawyers.com backslash Rocco. And if you're just having trouble, hit Barry Law. Let them know that Rocco sent you. Either way, I think if you use the PTSD lawyers, 
That's with an S, dot com, backslash, Rocco. You'll get what you need. Ask the questions you need, man. They will get you taken care of. They have gotten a lot of people that were stuck at 40 or 50 and got them the 100% that they deserved. Hit them up. Barry Law Firm. Let's get to the podcast. There's no segue, so I just kind of make that. All right, man. Crazy freaking time we're having. Like, yo. Here's what I think. I'm pretty sure everyone's tired of fucking hearing what everyone else thinks. I don't blame politics. I don't blame anything but social. I blame social media. I blame fucking media for making this into some fucking crazy dramatic event. Now, that's what I think. I think social media and, 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 the, and the media have turned this into what you see today. Why is it hard to get fucking toilet paper? I don't know. People are fucking stupid. But toilet paper it is. People are buying water. Why? No fucking clue. Either way, that's another thing. Fucking weird. But when you start seeing people on social media and the media start promoting like, or or at least highlighting um, the craziness, the madness that's going on with the ignorant people that don't understand why the hell they need toilet paper and water, well, now you're starting to cause mass hysteria. They've created fear-mongering. They've, they've created it. They've created the, the panic that you see has been because of social media and mainstream media. And that fucking sucks. Because, yes, this fucking coronavirus, this COVID-19 is a bad thing, right? It's, it's bad, but, like, let's break this down a little bit. Yes, bad. If you get it, not good, right? But we've been dealing with the influenza and everything else in so long. And so now that we have, you know, the whatever the, the the vaccination for it, you know, is better. But yeah, there's a definite like fear you can have for for COVID-19, but it's proven that it's been more harmful to people with uh, weak immune systems as well as elderly and medical history issues, right? Okay. Scary for them more than anything, for sure. Scary for us because you don't know if you're carrying it or not and you can bring it to them. So I do like the fact that we're trying to take every precaution necessary to make sure we protect our elders and our and our those who have weak immune systems. That's cool. I think it's right. Um, but what's not right is causing mass hysteria and people to go now. Now, like, this is what happens, right? So my wife sees all these people fucking fighting over goddamn toilet paper and she's like, what the fuck do they know that I don't? So then she goes and buys herself some toilet paper, right? This is exactly what happened. Like, my wife, completely innocent bystander, she's just watching and saying, wait a minute, we might not, as a big-ass family as we have, might not have toilet paper next week if this fucking shit keeps going. So you know what? Let me go grab some toilet paper because people are weird. They pulled my wife into it. Not even my wife, they pulled me into it. Because then I'm like, I'm at the store and I was like, hey, there's a, there's a package of toilet paper. That's weird. Let me just grab it. So now we've created, and this is just in one household now. Now we've created this around the nation. People are so worried about running out of toilet paper, which is fucking weird to me. I think in the end, I'm just going to go buy a debate for the fucking house and call it a day. Right? Like, I got to think outside the box here because people are fucking stressing me the fuck out for nothing. Right? Jesus, it's crazy. But that's what's happening. This is happening on like such a fucking large scale that we're still going to have some backlash, right? And this is minor backlash. Oh, I'm already, I'm going to explain what I think about the big backlash, but like this is minor backlash of fucking meat, uh, toilet paper, water. I get it because here's what's happening now in my house, right? So our schools got closed down. Now I got six kids, a wife, three dogs, right? One of these is a newborn. 
And I'm like, I'm not worried about the virus. Am I washing my hands more often? Yes. Am I having my kids wash their hands more often? Yes. Am I getting them to take a shower when they come back from somewhere outside? Yes. Like, that side is a little bit, yeah, I'm a little overcautious, maybe. But you know what? Fuck it. We have a baby. Let's be safe. Two, I don't want to be the carrier of some shit and start handing it off to other fucking people. So let's just stay home. Right? Because this is how my mind works here. This is kind of like that normal basic reasoning. I'm not the asshole that's fucking celebrating freaking St. Patrick's at a bar right now because I think that's kind of crazy. Because we don't know. You you might be atypical freaking uh, uh, showing, not even showing signs. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's crazy. People are, people are like, um, damn it, what the hell is his name? The Utah Jazz player. He tested positive, but he shows no signs. That guy can hand that shit like the fucking plague. But that's what I'm saying. But he's doing the respectful thing where he quarantined himself and he's staying away from the public and he's just getting healthy. I think there, there needs to be a lot of that. But at the same time, this craziness, this man is going to, people are like, Shouldn't be worried. Well, like, no, bro, I'm not worried about a freaking virus. I'm worried about running out of food. You got kids that have sent home from school doing homeschool. First of all, that's fucking miserable. Sitting there trying to teach your kids shit that I don't know. I don't understand box method math. What the f- is that shit? Either way. But now you got six kids in the household. You know how much kids snack. You know how much we eat. We're in the house 24-7. We got to send them outside to go do, go jump on the trampoline, go do something, go do cartwheels, whatever it is, and come back in the house, do their thing. Then they eat. We're going through so much food, it's worse than summertime, right? These kids are these kids need to be in school to save them from eating up all the snacks in the household. But then I go to the store to try and replenish my milk, cereal, freaking crackers, beans, and rice, and I can't get my fucking hands on shit. Does that have me worried? You're goddamn right it does, because how bad can this get? Oh, buddy. I, th- I I see both sides of this. I see this thing washing over. We all look like, like all right, we kind of got dramatic. But then I see the other side. The, the tactical side of me. The, the side that always prepares for the worst and hopes for the best. That side of me, it's like I had to make some calls last night to my mom and dad saying, yo, I'm not too worried about the virus. I'm more worried about the backlash of them locking down cities. Well, why you say that there, Vince? Well, pretty easy. You lock down jobs that are non-essential. Then you got guys like bartenders who can't go to work. Restaurant freaking servers who can't go to work. There is no other means of making money right now because everything is shutting down. Your Uber drivers are all these people that live paycheck to paycheck. And that's a lot of them. Shit, I'm, I'm no fucking different than these people. I live pretty much paycheck to paycheck at times. I know what it's like to go through the struggle of this shit. But you stop someone's pay for fucking two weeks. It could be a catastrophic thing in people's lives. You stop it for four weeks. People are going to start starving. And what do people do when you're starving? What do people do when you have kids and you need to find a way to feed them? You will go out and do some crazy shit. Just to make sure your family is fed. I don't think you guys realize that. All right, like that's like the the the, the crazy part of my mind is like, yo, you keep locking down shit, and you keep stopping people from working and making money, and there is no landlords going to say, you know, I know they're trying to pass some bills where landlords give them a break, and there's they're talking about all this stuff, but like, I've never seen a landlord say, yo, yo, it's cool, it's cool, hit me next month. 
And what, what happens when this isn't even next month? What happens if this is six months from now? Like, I, I've, I've already been told a warning that my kids might not go back to school the rest of the year. That's fucking scary. Now, do I feel like they can get the same education at the household? Yeah, yeah. You know, you got you got modern technology and advances. These kids are doing freaking Google Hangout classes and the teachers are teaching right there. And it's actually probably probably keep their attention a little bit better than when you do in a classroom because now they're not directly talking to their friends. You can't sneak a instant messenger through the fucking computer. So I think the education is going to be fine. But how about their social life, right? Just hanging out. How about sports? Softball's done for my daughter who's playing in high school. Uh, the national wrestling tournament's done. Freaking my younger ones who are all playing, you know, little base, little league baseball and softball, they're done. Like, this is a, this is an interesting time, right? And so, one side of me says this. Be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. I would have food storage from three months to six months easy. Easily is what I'd start storing. And if you don't have that now, I would say if you have the means to, every time you go to that store... Pick up a couple extra canned meats. Pick up some oats. Not oats with sugars in it or nothing, just raw oats. Pick them up. Those things can last for like 30 years. All right, pick up some honey. Because eventually, if it gets down to that point, you're going to need some sweetener in those oats. And you can survive. Right? Water purification systems, you can get them. Freezers, if you can get it. Right? These are things that you can store meat, you can freeze milk, you can freeze you can freeze pretty much bread, you can freeze anything you need to, and you can start getting some stuff just in case because it's kind of at the point where like people are hoarding so bad, you gotta start getting in where you can because it's gonna get weird if this doesn't stop. People are talking about trying to talk about freaking martial law. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. I, I I can't see that. There's there's a lot of conspiracy theorists, people that follow me, and they say weird shit, and I get it. I, I, I'm more fearful of just because of the mass hysteria of the population, they have turned this into a situation that is almost irreversible because now you have the social media and, multimedia and, and mainstream media who are creating this buzz is also creating this buzz into the politicians, and the politicians are starting to make decisions and all these things are hurting the economic backlash. It's going to be happening from this, right? The economic backlash from this is going to be the scary thing. That's that's what we should be paying attention to. That's what I'm scared of. I ain't scared of someone coming to my house. That ain't going to happen. If they do, they're dumb. They know I got guns, right? That's not the fear. It's the fear of the, the middle to lower class, the people that live paycheck to paycheck, such as myself, can be put at risk to have to do weird things just to feed their kids. So I'm saying before it gets there, have a plan, be prepared, you know, talk to your neighbors, you know, all these preppers that you know out there and guys that you thought were kind of crazy, hit them up. Ask what they store. What, what, what kind of food do they recommend? What are some things they should probably look into? Have you paid attention to your own house? What are some vantage points if someone wants to come in there? Right? Are you locking your door? Do you have an alarm? Do you have something to protect yourself? Right? I mean, you just don't know what can potentially happen. So, like, all I want to say is be prepared for the worst. I'm not worried about the virus as much as I'm worried about the economic backlash of locking down cities. That can be a weird, weird thing. And it's a little scary, you know? But that's what I would want to say first. Be prepared. 
be ready for the worst case scenario. And let's just pray this shit just passes over fast and we can all get back to our normal lives and freaking recoup the money that we lost. And, you know, the barbershop is struggling right now. And, you know, I'm scared for my dudes who cut hair, right? Like, I know what it's like. So I'm just like, you know, I hope all this passes over in the next freaking 30 days and we could all go back to our lives and, and, and continue to live them. I mean, just so you guys know, even even FX, FX shut down. I'm not I'm not filming Mayans right now. I'm home. And for for a good reason, I'm home. I'm home with the family because if this shit gets any crazier, it's going to get weird. But on the other note, the other side of my head, I think of this. I'm home, right? You know, I have, I, I, I've picked up enough food here and there. I've scrounged enough throughout the past couple weeks to I feel like I'm good for at least a month or two or maybe three I have enough ammo if the shit really hits the fan. I can get my family to a place where they need to for they can be safe. You know, I have I have enough protection and, and, and enough, you know, so I, it, you know, I feel good on that sense. But I'm also spending a lot of time with these kids. I'm helping them with their homework. My wife's helping them with their homework. They're going outside. They're playing their games. They're freaking trampoline. They're freaking card games and board games. I haven't seen them pull out board games in so long. It was fucking kind of refreshing to see. So we're home now. We're spending time together. We're eating together. It's this funny thing where, where these, these extreme moments like now tend to bring families closer together. I don't think I've talked to my brothers and sisters in the past few months because it's just been busy with life, but we definitely had a phone call to check on each other and made sure we had everything ready just in case. You never freaking know. I would start using this time to to talk with the neighbors that you trust, the friends that you have in the area, and try and learn some skill sets that you might not necessarily have right now. Do you know how to cook? Do you know how to start a fire? Do you know how to shoot a gun? Do you need to know how to fish, how to shoot a bow, you know, how to tie a knot. All these little basic things that that Boy Scouts learn, that people in the military learn, that law enforcement learns, all these little skill sets that can be important for your family in the worst case scenario or at any moment. And in doing so, learning these little tricks of the trade, these, these little simple things, you know, it's, it's important to know, like, it's not wasted time when you learn a new skill, Someday, somewhere, somehow, that skill might save your life or be something that you can go and pass on to your kids. So I like to say is take this opportunity to try and learn something. Try and be closer with your family. Give your kids a tighter hug, you know, and just uh, try and see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel of this. If this in the, end of the, in the end of the next 30 days or so, you know, we get closer, well, then that's a beautiful thing. And if things get worse, then we have to find a way to stay together, work together. Use your community around you to survive and get through it. And, uh, you know, God willing, we can continue our lives here soon. All right, I'm out. I love you. <laughs>